Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Wednesday. It is September 15th. This is the 101st episode of Dwell in the Word. I was going to try and remember to say something about the 100th episode for Monday, but when I recorded it, I forgot. So we're celebrating the 101st instead of the 100th. And right, numbers are just arbitrary. Why do we celebrate 100 instead of 101? We're we're starting something new here today by celebrating the 101st. Maybe I'll remember this and we'll celebrate the 202nd uh, edition of Dwell on the Word also. But enough talk about nothing. Let's begin with a prayer. From the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. O God, whose Son was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil, and make us the sons of God and heirs of eternal life, grant us, we beseech thee, that having this hope we may purify ourselves, even as he is pure, that when he shall appear again with glory and great glory, we may be made like unto him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where with you, Father and Holy Spirit, he lives and reigns, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Okay, we are finishing up 1 Corinthians chapter 7 today. Another little bit uh, talking about marriage and marrying, and we're going to read from verse 25 down to the end of the chapter, as I said, which is verse 40. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, Concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord. How to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly toward his betrothed, if his passions are strong, and it has to be, Let him do as he wishes. Let them marry. It is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity but having his desire under control, and has determined this in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So then he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as she lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. Yet in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is. And I think that I too have the Spirit of God. All right, we land in another passage that is difficult for the format we're using here, right? Uh, This is a lot of text. 
Uh, it's not saying really specific things that it's worth digging into deeply, but uh, it's not really something that you can explain in short order. So I'm once again going to do my best to sort of explain what's happening here in this text. But also, I really hope that I found some sort of small application that you and I can take from this as we go out into the world today. So as we look at this, we're seeing Paul um, concerned about people uh, whether or not they choose to be married. And he's saying he doesn't have a command from the Lord on this. He, he's offering his judgment. Um, and he said, hey, God has made me trustworthy, but this is just for me. And so he says that there is this present distress. Now, if we don't know if this is just the issues that are going on in the church in Corinth that they're worried about, if there's other things going on. But if we look down to verse 31, he does say something that makes us think that, you know, maybe people have this idea that what's going on um, is going to cause, cause, cause them some serious distress, or, or maybe even they think the appointed time of Christ's return is coming, that the end of history is upon them. Because as I said, verse 31, he says, for the present form of this world is passing away. So we don't know what exactly they're driving at here. We, we have a good idea, don't get me wrong. But he's saying, hey, if you're married, remain married, obviously. But if you're not, you know, maybe it would be best for you to not pursue marriage at this time. And he talks about the betrothed here. Now, we don't have that category like they used to, but if they were betrothed to someone, they, they couldn't just walk away. They couldn't get cold feet on the wedding day and, and walk away from the engagement or you know a few weeks before the wedding or a few months before the wedding decide they don't want to be engaged anymore. It was more of a legal thing, so they couldn't just walk away. So the idea of what's going on here, Paul is saying, you know, you need to take this seriously. And his point is, as we see in verse 32, I want you to be free from anxieties. And his his point is, he, if he wants you to be anxious about anything, that there's that there's a way he uses the word anxious here. He want, he said an unmarried man, an unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, and he's he's using that as a good thing. That what you're worried about is pleasing God, but if you're married, you're you're worried about pleasing your spouse. That's where your anxiety comes in. And some of you are thinking, yeah, I heard that. I'm anxious about pleasing my spouse. No, but. Anyway, Paul is concerned with what are they pursuing? What is going to be their main pursuit? Now, obviously, marriage is a, is a holy and God-ordained thing. And he's not saying that marriage is bad. He's saying that in their present circumstances, it may be, met, may be best to not marry uh, if, if you believe that it was, it's going to cause you not to pursue the things of God during this time. And so you'll notice that Paul has a lot of things to say about marriage. That he, uh, Verse 38, so then he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. Again, he's offering his informed decision. This isn't a command from God, but his idea is you will be able to pursue God in a more passionate way if you do not have to worry about pleasing a spouse. And then Paul says in verse 39, a wife is bound to her husband as long as, she, as, long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes. And then this is the important thing that Paul adds, only in the Lord. She is only supposed to marry another believer. She's not supposed to marry outside the faith. And the point here that Paul it seems to be driving home is our concern is not about our spouse. Our concern is not about you know how we can be happy through our own means and, and through the, the people that we're married to, but we're to be concerned most importantly, and this will lead to happiness, but we're supposed to be most concerned about 
pleasing God, about pursuing holiness. And so the question we want to ask ourselves, what are we anxious about? And I'm not talking about little things. I'm, I'm talking about, are we more concerned with pleasing our spouse, as Paul talks about here? Are we more concerned about pleasing God, about pursuing holiness? And are our relationships that we are in, are they relationships that help us to pursue God? Are they relationships that cause us to go after holiness? Or are we more concerned with our earthly relationships? Are we concerned with what is going on here? And so we need to assess that. And we need to find ways that we can work in our marriages, ways that we can work in our relationships to better pursue the things of God. That our anxiety would not be about other people and how we please them, but instead how together we can please God. That we can pursue holiness together and we can better love God because he has first loved us. So may we pursue God with a passion. And may we do that with our spouses and with our, with our families. May that be the thing that we are you know, anxious about. Maybe that be the thing that we are going after. Instead of being anxious about the world, may we be desiring, may we be desiring to love God more and to pursue him in holiness and in love. Let us go to prayer. Train God, we praise you, O Lord, for who you are and for what you've done. Your name is to be praised, and we rejoice in the fact that you have revealed yourself to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that we would boldly proclaim our salvation in him today. And on this Wednesday, we once again lift up to you the missionaries that our congregation supports both domestically and internationally. We pray that you would bless them with perseverance as they proclaim your gospel where you have planted them to serve. And today we especially remember the Engedi Children's Home in Kenya. We ask that you would bless the children there with good health and with strength, and we remember before you all of the staff that serves you there. We pray that you would give them endurance and strength in the work that you have sovereignly called them to do. And as we step out into your world today, we ask that you would strengthen us to live a life worthy of the gospel of Christ, and that as your people, we would stand firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving for the faith of the gospel. And we pray this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, Have yourself an excellent Wednesday, and may God bless you today. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.